You're listening to Conversations with Cal, the official podcast of the Sydney Swans. Welcome to this special Conversations with Cal. As you would notice, this is not Callum Sinclair. My name is Michelle Cooling and I'm the Media, PR and Social Media Manager here at the Sydney Swans. To celebrate International Women's Day today, I've taken over the podcast. In recent episodes of the podcast, Cal has had some great people on and we've heard from plenty of different people from across the football club. But as we celebrate International Women's Day, we wanted to dedicate an episode to some of the fantastic, hardworking women we have working at our club. As you will hear, these ladies are very passionate and devote a lot of time and energy to their roles. We hope you enjoy hearing from them as much as we love having them represent our club. My first guest today is Anita Murphy, who has been at the club a very long time and a name which many of our membership base will be very familiar with. Welcome, Anita. Can you just tell us a little bit about your journey at the Sydney Swans and where you're currently at? Thanks for having me, Michelle. Um, as you mentioned, um, I've been at the club for uh, about 14 years, starting my 15th season, um, but I was a member of the club for about 10 years prior to that. So my involvement with the club goes um, quite a long way. I started as an intern in membership, uh, moved across to business development and corporate partnerships where um, I looked after some of our corporate partners like QBE. Um, and recently I've moved back into membership where I've been able to develop a lot of great relationships with our members. Um, and that's essentially what my, my role involves is um, looking after our members, um, providing a high level of service and making sure us as a club does that, which is pretty important uh, at the moment with the, um, the footy landscape. And 15 years is a very long time to be in football, something you should be very proud of. What is it that's, I guess, kept you ticking all this time? And, you know, you're very, you can tell that you're born into the red and white. What's the passion that keeps growing inside of you? Um, I, to be honest, I think it's the members' passion um, that, that drives me. They're, um, they're so great to have around at training, at games. They show so much commitment to the club. So um, I guess that's what I try to give back to them um, with my role here at the club. And in terms of your current role now, just delve into that a little bit more and what it entails and what do you love about your job so much? You've obviously just spoke about your, your love for the members in general, but are there any specifics that you, know, you can um, give a bit of insight into for our members as to why you love your role so much? I think one of the things that I do here is I look after our LASS group, which is ladies at Sydney Swans. So they're our official uh, women's supporter group. Um, so it's great to be able to be involved with them. Um, and the, the group provides the opportunity for female members to meet other like-minded members of the footy club Um, and the aim of the group is to make a contribution to the club so it might be through volunteering fundraising or simply encouraging other members to sign up I've been to several of the last events. They're a fantastic group of women who are very passionate about the club. Obviously, due to COVID last year, we weren't able to see them as much as we like. But have you been keeping in contact with these ladies regularly? I know there's a Facebook page, so I'm sure they've been very active on that. Yeah, so we have, as you said, we have a Facebook page um, and a lot of the LAS uh, members are very active on there. So um, if you're a female member of the club and you're not already joined up to LAS, make sure you reach out to Swans Membership. We can add that on free of charge to your membership and then get on over to Facebook and join in the conversation. 
And just lastly, before we let you get back to the membership phone lines, because they're running hot today, I hear, um, just being a, a female working in sport, and you've obviously done it for a very long time, what's some advice you could give to you know, someone that's maybe at uni or someone that has that desire to work in sport um, from a membership support view or just in any field, really? Yeah, I think it's about creating your own opportunities and then um, reaching out to see where other opportunities may lie. Um, I think as women in sport, there are so many opportunities that we can take um, and there's uh, trailblazers from the likes of Lynn Ralph and Sam Mostyn um, and the other ladies that are going to be on this podcast that have, um, you know, paved the way for us to move forward um, in, in the sporting world. And then also once we're here is to create those opportunities for other women um, as they come through. So um, take the opportunity, but then also create them for other women. We certainly do have some fantastic females um, to look up to at the club and all across the AFL. Thank you for your time today, Anita. Uh, we're definitely very lucky to have you and our members are very lucky to have you as well, speaking to them and making sure that their experience with the Swans is a positive one. So thank you. Thanks, Shell. And just a final um, shout out to any member that hasn't renewed their membership this year. Um, give us a call or jump online. Uh, membership is your ticket to the footy this year and we can't wait to see you there. So our next guest as we celebrate International Women's Day is Amanda Turner, who is the Head of Operations here at the club. Amanda, you're part of the furniture here at the club. Um, how long have you been here for? And tell us a little bit about the roles that you've held. Thanks for that, furniture, Michelle. <laughs> um, I've been at the club 17 years last week, officially, March 1. Um, so 2004, I started as an event coordinator and then have just worked through um, moving up into events manager and then we took in the match day and eventually the hospitality portfolios as well. Um, so my role before this was general manager of match day events and hospitality and under our new structure now operations, which is a little bit more all encompassing of club, including football and non-football and more cross-functional work across the business. So you're basically the Google of the Sydney Swans for everyone listening <laughs> um, at home. It's a huge workload you have here. What is it that, you know, after so long keeps you ticking along every single day? It's never the same. That's one thing I love about it. Um, it's a really vibrant place to work. The culture's fantastic. Um, and we've evolved so much in that time. I think you think one minute it's sort of it's been a bit same same for three minutes and then the next thing you know a whole different project or a whole different arm of the business just grows and obviously the professionalism and the growth of AFL in this market since 05 in particular has really just driven all that change and to be part of it's been fantastic um, and looking forward to the future if we bring in the women's team and new facilities and all the things that are coming I think it's only going to get more exciting. Definitely an exciting time for the club. Now, as well as your huge workload here, you have your most important role at home with your two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, Charlotte. How do you juggle all your work here at the Swans and being a mum? Uh, I'm not sure you ever get the juggle right. I'm learning, definitely learning on the fly, as I think every mother is who's working full-time or working at all. Um, I just try and make sure that when I'm at home, I'm attentive and then when I'm here I'm working and just make sure I have that real divide and try not to let the two cross over too much so she gets what she needs from me and I get what I need done here. Um, I really love working so I try and um, think that I'm going to be an inspiration for her down the track um, as a hard-working woman um, and I want her to understand what value that can add to your life to really love what you're doing. 
That's I really love that. That's great. I'm sure she is very inspired by you. She might not be able to tell it two and a half, but I'm sure she'll be able to read your resume in years to come and see that. And because you don't have enough going on with work and a daughter, you also have gone into the activewear um, business range. Tell us a little bit about um, what sparked your interest in that and how you get time to manage all that as well. Um, like every uh, woman, I think, on maternity leave comes up with a project. This was my project with one of my good friends, Beck, from university um, to start a yeah activewear line. Feels like everyone's doing it, but Joy, jump on in, Joy Active. Um, and basically it's creating a product for women who like to train on land and in water. And part of what we want to do is keep um, young girls in particular in sport, over 20% drop out of sport around their teen years. And this is kind of a lifestyle product, but also a product we hope keeps women in sports such as volleyball and surf lifesaving in particular, where perhaps what they're given to wear normally isn't supportive or doesn't cater for changing bodies and that sort of thing. So yeah. I think it's a really fantastic range and you've done really well with that. So congratulations on that business venture. Just going back into your work life here at the club, what's something that you've learned across the journey um, or a little bit of advice that you could give to the women listeners out there who might be starting their journey in sport or like you have been involved in it in a long time? Um, I think it's definitely a fantastic career choice. Um, it's one that you've got to love and be passionate about, probably like any any job. It's not glamorous, um, but God, it's fun. Um, the highs and lows are real, being in live sport, as you know. Um, but I think what I've learned the most is you've got to learn when to be on and when you're off, you're off, and you really do switch off. Um, it is an intense job. It is an intense time, especially in season. Um, but just to have a really good time while you're doing it, but also know that you need that time out and to actually take that break. I think that's something I didn't do when I was younger and to learn that in older years has been the best thing I could have done. I definitely agree and I feel like it's something I'm slowly getting used to, but it is really hard to find that that balance when you work in sport. It's, you know, we do it because we love it so much, but it really is important to get that balance for your mental health and your physical health and obviously that's important for you as well just want to touch on quickly something I didn't add into the questions um but about running marathons that's something that you're very you're very keen and into and you I remember when I first started here you were running the New York marathon so what is what drives you to to be the best version of yourself and challenge yourself with those types of tasks um, I think running keeps me sane and everyone in my family is happier after I've run. Um, probably everyone in the workplace might be happier when I've gone for a run too. But um, for me, it's something I've got into um, as I've got older. I just really enjoy the challenge of it. Um, obviously, I signed up for the Sydney Marathon last night, uh, which would be my first domestic one. I do like travelling to my marathons, but obviously that's not a... a um, we can't do that at the moment. Um, but I guess that's the other reason why I started Joy. From that love of running to training by the water and wanting to jump into the water so it's like my two loves have collided <laughs> you've done very well um thank you so much for joining us today and giving us some insight into your life and everyone here at the club appreciates all the hard work you do so thank you again for that and um, all the best for the season ahead thank you michelle so our final guest for our International Women's Day podcast today is a new face to the club, Zoe Vicic, who has made the move from the Giants 
across the town. Um, she's very happy to be wearing the colours she has supported since birth. Welcome, Zoe, and thanks for joining us today. I know you've had a really busy day after the game yesterday, so maybe just let our listeners know um, what you've been up to the last 24 hours and what your job entails. Uh, thank you. Um, yes, no, it has been a very busy 24 hours. So I... Um, I'm football technology manager and performance analyst. And yes, no, it's been a new transition into the job. The last 24 hours have involved being a coach's box, coach's box set up, provision of vision and stats throughout the game. And then the last little bits being preparing for the team meeting, providing stats and game analysis to back the coach's vision. And yesterday was your first game or besides obviously there was a pre-season um, game the game the week before sorry um, first sort of real game experience sitting in the box with the coaches how did you find that uh, yeah no I've had a little bit with AFLW as well and um, at the Giants but it was different it was uh, pre-season tends to be a lot less stressful um, with a few new faces in the coaches box as well as well it worked quite well I thought yeah, I'm sure a lot of our fans often see John very animated <laughs> in the box, but I'm sure you're a very calming influence on the box this year, so we'll look out for that. Um, so as we said, you've only just started at the club in the last couple of months or so. What was it that made you make the move from the Giants across here to the Swans? Uh, yeah, it was definitely when the opportunity popped up, it was an opportunity for career growth um, that I definitely wanted to take. And as you alluded to earlier, I have been a Swans fan since I was a girl so that was definitely a pulling point as well. And how surreal is it I guess to be in a club that you supported for so long walking through the corridors seeing some you know names when you were a kid that you probably had on the back of your shirt I'm guessing? Uh, yeah you're right seeing um, Brett Kirk in the corridors is quite surreal and also the premiership cups as you walk through to the office is quite cool as well. Is there any memories that are, we're sitting here with the painting in the background at the moment with the 2005 grand final, is there any highlights for you as a supporter growing up um, for the Swans? Anything that sort of stays at the front of your mind? Probably um, that picture of Paul Roos holding the cup up that we're looking at now. Yeah, no, I was actually at that grand final. We um, drove up the day before, so that was definitely a good memory as well as 2012. Yeah, there's some pretty good memories, I would have thought, for a young girl growing up going for the Swans. Just back to your your role, I guess, at the club. Um, like a lot of us here at the football club, um, you work with a lot of males. Um, as you alluded to, you're spending a lot of time in the coach's box and you're the only girl up there. Um, how, do, how does that go, being a woman in a male-dominated field? And um, how do you think that's changing um, in your professional landscape? Yeah, no, I am currently the only female in the box but I mean um, the football department here has quite a few females which is great and I think the um, introduction of AFLW to the competition as well as the female academies has been incredible in creating a more diverse workspace um, and I can only hope for more in the future here. Yeah, we've got heaps of um, female staff in the football department, which is great from doctors, physios, trainers. Um, Phoebe, who was up here in commercial, started today and played development manager role. So it's great to see the increase of females in the football space. Just finally, before we let you go, because I know you've done some very long hours <laughs> the last couple of days, um, what advice would you give young girls who would like to get into high performance sport? I know I often people often reach out to me um, after working in sport for quite a while and you know they want it they want to know what it's like 
what you know what parts of your life you have to give up and and, and all that um, type of stuff but what would you say to people asking you similar questions yeah as you alluded to the work-life balance is definitely challenging but if you're passionate about it and it's something you really want to pursue definitely stick at it take all the opportunities you can to learn um, what role you'd like skills of the role you would like to eventually do what that entails and do a little bit of work extra outside what you're already studying um, and just keep having a crack. I think that's good advice. I think, you know, just working hard and if you really do love something, you'll put everything into it. Thanks so much for your time today, Zoe, and we hope that one day um, you'll be lifting the cup like Paul Roos is there and we'll have a little photo on Instagram with, um, with horse with a premiership cup. Thanks, Michelle. Yeah, hopefully that's a dream. Just before we go, if you've listened up until now, then you're clearly a Swans fan. So a quick question for you. Have you signed up as a member for 2021? We would love to have you on board and a part of the team. For details and membership options, visit membership.sydneyswans.com.au. Thanks for listening to another episode of Conversations with Cal, the official podcast of the Sydney Swans. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.